Hi there and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Wednesday night here, August 12th, 2020. He is Tristan H. Cockroft. Kyle Soppy researches and produces our fine show, and we are forever grateful he does. And I am merely Eric Carabell. We record on Wednesday night. You hear it on Thursday morning. That's the deal until they tell us to stop. On today's show, we'll preview the weekend. We'll talk closers. What a season so far for closers, Tristan. Unbelievable. More injuries. And Charlie Blackman is trying to make history. I guess we can start there. Uh, Charlie on Wednesday <laughs> went hitless. Yeah. As soon as people started paying attention, he went 0 for 4 in a game where, like, there were 30 hits. Actually, there were even more than 30 hits. So um, let me ask you this. So you actually updated your rankings. Um, was that today on Wednesday, the 12th? Did you move? Did you move Charlie Blackman up? I did what amounted to, I think, two or maybe it was three outfield spots. Some of that had to do with the injuries around him, Giancarlo Stanton, for example. And I believe it was about eight overall spots. Okay, so I'm looking at it. He's number 27, but he's still not a top 10 outfielder in your rankings. So I wonder, what is it that uh, that he has to do to break into your top 10? <laughs> it's a fair I mean, question. Ultimately... I- you haven't changed your mind about him, the fact that he's batting 500 after two and a half weeks, have you? No, not really. I mean, it's a shame that the quest for 500 is over. I know every year we look forward to that guy who really pushes for the 500 tier. <laughs> that's out of the book. Uh, I, I, that, that's off the table. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little surprised by what he's done the Rockies really have performed well to begin this season. Maybe it's that, you know, we, we've ignored the fact that it's better for them weather-wise during this part of the year than it is at the beginning, and that's that's some of it. I don't know. I, I just feel like he was a locked-in number 30 guy. Not much better, not much worse. That's fair. I, I think that's fair. Number 30 ma- makes sense to me. We should note that Fernando Tatis Jr. is number one on the ESPN player rater, entering, I guess, Wednesday's action. Blackman 2, Beaver 3, Story 4, Aaron Judge, who's sitting out, I believe, on Wednesday night because something's hurting him. You know, I got so much bad feedback when I, and I wrote that Monday blog saying, all right, Stanton's on the injured list, and Stanton and Judge kind of going hand in hand here. And people were like, what are you, crazy? Why would I trade Aaron Judge away? Well, if he goes on the injured list tomorrow, you might think twice about what I wrote about, or if Tatis does. It was the point. The point was to just ask the question. Should you be scared of brittle players, um, you know, in a brittle, in a shortened season? And so many people are like, no, no, he'll be fine. Well, maybe he won't be fine. Just pointing that out. Um, right? I mean. Yeah. John Carlos Stanton. I, I, felt pretty, I felt pretty good about Stanton before that, and he missed time. Now, you could be completely, horribly, terribly, embarrassingly wrong here. And you could be right tomorrow. I mean, the fact is, there's a good chance you're going to be right tomorrow. We should know Charlie Blackman's number one in points leagues, though. Um, head-to-head points. It's Blackman, Tatis, Story. Mike Yastrzemski is ahead of Aaron Judge. And Kyle Seeger is only one point behind him. So that's something interesting. You don't hitting see wise, Yast- Hitting-wise, right? Just hitters. These are the hitters on, yeah, on, in points leagues. So yeah. Kyle Seeger and Mike Yastrzemski in points leagues are a lot more valuable than they seem to be in roto leagues. Why would that be? That's a good question. I had not thought about Yastrzemski specifically. He's number 15 on the player rater and Kyle Seager's nine. So, I mean, they're not running, I guess. That's part of it. Well, Seager's got a couple steals. It, generally, generally, what I, I think of uh, Nick Castellanos always comes into this is doubles are the sneaky stat for points leagues. And 
uh, strike zone judgment. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's walks. I wouldn't necessarily say it's strikeouts. It's the combination of the two. All right, so Blackman's good. He's rostered in every league. No, no problem there. Let's get to some more names here. Um, what else? All right, Tim Anderson came off the injured list. He had four hits today. You know, he continues to hit. Like, he could win another batting title, but he doesn't ever walk. He's a very rare player, Tristan. And obviously in a points league because of the strikeouts and the paucity of walks, not not nearly as valuable as in a roto league where he hits homers and steals bases. But he just keeps on hitting, and it's impressive, actually. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I'm going to have to wait to see where he rates on the player rater compared to the points leagues. He was pretty dead even in the two of them. You're right, because there aren't walks, that is something that holds him back. But it's one game. I watched this whole game. I, I, I'm seeing something in him. I, I, I suppose when I say he's the 100th best, best player and not a top 50 candidate, I'm, I'm probably mistaken. That's what I was saying in the preseason. He, he's probably something better than that. I ranked uh, him 107 today, and, and I'm probably too low on him. You know, I think if he, if he continues with his, his power-speed combination – and he bats 300 again. I think the problem is he could bat 230, and it wouldn't surprise us. Would do you, you be really more... think he'll do that? No, I don't. And, and, and look, it's only two weeks of this season, and one of them he spent on the injured list. But I, I think that Tim Anderson is probably more likely to bat 330 than 230. But I don't know if I was saying that a month ago. And I'm not sure what changed. And I watched the game today, too, and I'm thinking, he just looks good. Like, he didn't look like this in 2018, but in 2019 he did. And... He's interesting. I don't know. And Luis Robert is interesting, too. I mean, like the White Sox have very – there's very similar players. They don't take walks, right-handed batters, little pop, little speed. They're good players. Good players. Anderson, yeah, Anderson, watching him play, it does seem to me that he's done something. There's an adjustment being made that's not showing itself up in the statistics. And maybe I need to just dive into the StatCast metrics or something to that effect. But there, there, is, there is something to him. I, I, I could believe in that. By the way, double shy of the cycle, so I could give you some trivia. Oh, yeah, you got some trivia. Sing the trivia song, and then we'll I sure do. Let's do trivia, trivia. It's time for that trivia. Oh, um, I'm never going back to drops. Never. <laughs> we, we are never. If Kyle ever gets to go back to the office, we are never doing drops again. <laughs> All right, so I, I wanted to go with a little bit of cycle related trivia because he was so close nobody's done it this year no cycles but i would like you two to name for me the three active players who have had a cycle combo meal oh come on active players have had a cycle combo meal i mean same game cycle and a stolen base i'm giving up now is that fair? Eric, I'll, work on, I'll work on naming what a psycho uh, cycle combo meal needs to be. Maybe it's a psycho. No, I mean, you know what it is. I mean, you know what a combo meal is, and you know what a cycle is. It's a good name. Yep. But there are three active players who have done this. Three active players. I don't even know what to chase here. The cycle, or the stolen base upside, and then just hope that they hit for the cycle. You can think about it for a little bit. We could get to other stuff first. I could think about it for a week, for a month and not get this. This is crazy. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Um, All right. Well, so, well, I'll tell you this. The last cycle was was the answer to one of these. The la- So someone had a cycle last year? There was a cycle last September, and that was the most recent one. VR had a cycle last year. I remember Jonathan VR, and he steals not, bases. Not, not him. him. Nope. Otani had a cycle. 
but not a combo. Yeah, had at least one cycle. Mookie had a cycle. Yep. Bellinger. None of these are the guy. Two of them are left-handed hitters. One is a right-handed hitter. Active players. Okay. Active players. Yes. All right. Well, probably Matt Kemp. So <laughs> that's an excellent guess, but it's wrong. Because Matt Kemp seems like the answer to everything. So you mentioned earlier going through and looking at some of the peripheral numbers of these players to look deeper. You'll doing. I did it on Tim Anderson. I also did it on Dylan Bundy because what he did last night was it's impressive what Dylan Bundy's doing, Tristan. I mean, it's three walks and thirty-five strikeouts after four outings. Twice Oakland, twice Seattle. And I delved, I dug deeper here to see what's going on. He is not throwing that hittable straight fastball anymore that doesn't spin. He's throwing the slider, and he's getting left-handed hitters to chase, getting everybody to chase. He's also, also throwing a curveball much more effectively than he did last year. So basically the blog that I wrote today on Wednesday said that, I mean, I compared him to Jake Arrieta, but I don't think it's so crazy. I, I, you know, you, we talked about this on Sunday Night Show, and you said this is crazy. He can't stay healthy. He's not that good. But he is good now. He made actionable changes. So I said if I was redoing my rankings, I think Dylan Bundy would be like my number 30 starting pitcher, something like that. I actually do believe that what Dylan Bundy is doing is real. Is that crazy? I was really curious what the Arietta comp is crazy. The 30, I'm, I'm glad you threw a number at it because that's what I was curious about. Exactly where are you placing him? And 30 was the first thought I had is that I think that's what you're getting at. You're accounting for the probable regression he faces, but you're also crediting him for the adjustments he's made. And by the way, he is throwing that fastball. He's just throwing it a lot less. He's recognized the fact that he's lost velocity on it, and he's throwing it about 12% less often. It's lower than he ever has at any time in his career. Right, well, that's a big and deal. credit the pitcher for making that. Right. Credit the pitcher for making that adjustment. I am a big fan of when a pitcher notices that they have a pitch that's not effective anymore and they go to another one that can get outs. The problem I have with that is that I'm not sure how he can sustain that when other hitters see him for the second and third time and they start making adjustments. So I'm with you. I, what you said, I think I'm pretty dead on. If you're applying the regression, where did I have him? I had him 30. I, I'm 39. I, I wrote that I would take him over. And like Jose Barrios looks terrible, and Zach Wheeler. I've seen his starts. He's not striking anybody out. He's not. He's not putting away any hitters right now, and he certainly didn't put away any hitters against Baltimore on uh, Tuesday night. So, and that game, unbelievable pop up falls and inside the park home run in extra innings. There's like neither Philadelphia or Baltimore wanted to win that game. They're playing right now, but the top pitchers on the on the player radar. I mean, Bieber, Gray, Bauer. Max Free, that's crazy. Lance Lynn, Bundy. Wait, what do you mean it's crazy? That's crazy. Because Max Freed's numbers last year is a high whip, and he was not on my li- I know you were a guy who liked him, and you wanted to invest, but I didn't want – I did not. I, I was scared of Max Freed because I think the Rocks, and right now he's the only Atlanta pitcher left. I I'm going to give you this. I'll take Freed to your Bundy for the rest of the year with no hesitation. I have hesitation. I, I definitely have hesitation. I, I probably, man, I don't think of Max Fried as a top 30 starter, though. So I guess I'm taking Bundy Bundy right now. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I have hesitation. I just, I'm just not sure I believe in Max Fried. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I watched that game against the Phillies in his last outing. He had nothing. He looked great. But the Phillies were like hacking away at everything. All right, let's get to other, some other players here. Um, Injuries. Bumgarner on the injured list. Charlie Morton on the injured list. Um, obviously you'd rather roster Morton than Bumgarner. We did the Bumgarner thing on, on Sunday night. Um, are you concerned about Morton from what you've read? It sounds like, it, it sounds like they're both back next week. 
it's uh, they they anticipate the probability it is a minimum stint, which means he would start the opener of the Yankee series in New York. I believe it's uh, what would that be? The sixteenth, eighteenth, Monday. Yeah, it could be Monday. They open that series Monday. Eighteenth. Uh, they right. open it Tuesday. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, I think you, I think you have to keep more Nam Bumgarner roster. You can obviously cut Marcus Stroman. He gave up on a season. I think you can cut Andrew Benintendi now. He went on the Angeles today. I wrote about him in Wednesday's blog, um, saying he's not going to lead off consistently. He's a platoon player now. He still has nary a hit against a lefty this season. They are sitting him against lefties now. He's just out for the next ten days with a back injury. And I think it dro- Andrew Benintendi is one of the most overrated fantasy options in the sport right now. Like, do you still have him ranked in your top hundred? I probably do because at the time he hadn't been formally placed on that uh, injured. Why would list. that have mattered? I, 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 I like why? totally matters. Absence of player prevents any chance of recovery. No, 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 no. Why didn't you move him out of your top hundred before knowing he was hurt? I oh no, he's have. out of my top. He's out of my top hundred. Okay, because he's doing nothing. He, and, and last year he wasn't a power guy. He wasn't a speed. He's a zero category guy. Didn't hit for average. Didn't run enough. Like. He, what a! I can't believe I thought this was going to be a superstar. I thought this was going to be Grady Sizemore. I thought this was going to be a top twenty fantasy option. Sizemore like, didn't have staying power, so that's a scary comp. Well, you know what I mean, like a, a potential like twenty five, twenty five guy. Sizemore was thirty, thirty one, so I, was, I think. But you know what bugs me about the Benintendi story is that I would have liked it if this injury had been something that could be used to explain the performance to date. Then I would say, better to get him to the sidelines, come back 100%, and maybe he can rebound, and I'd be more on board. But because this was an injury that was suffered in the game yesterday, I don't know that I'm back on board when he gets activated. He probably drops 100 more spots in my rankings as a result of this absence. How about for you? Do you think he's even top 200? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he is. I mean, because he might be – like if you said to me – I'm looking at the most dropped list for outfielders right now. And Benny Tenney's on it. He should be. Mm-hmm. Um, most of these guys I would dry, I would give up on Justin Upton. Uh, Adam Eaton's on that list. I would add, I'd rather have Eaton than Ben Attendi. Uh, Brian Goodwin has three Angels outfielders among the top ten most dropped. How about that? Joe Adele's being cut. Joe Adele or, or Ben Attendi? Who would you rather roster the rest of the season? Adele. I would too. Um, Trent Grisham for some reason's on this list. Don't drop Trent Grisham. Brian, Why Brian on Reynolds. earth are you dropping Trent Grisham? I don't know. He's the number 11 most dropped player. What about uh, – outfielder, outfielder. What about um, Benintendi versus Andrew McCutcheon, who's done nothing? He's never going to steal bases. Um, he's not leading off every day because he's, like, they're giving him off like every three or four days. Um, Philly's lineup is all or nothing, basically. Would you rather roster Benintendi? Or, I guess we're playing a name game with Benintendi mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, and I, I think – it, that's that's where to draw the line is it's close with McCutcheon. I probably am going to go with McCutcheon points, Benintendi, Roto, but I could really flip the coin either direction in either of the two formats. I'm not excited about either player. Anthony Santander homered again tonight, just now in this Phillies Orioles game. Santander over Benintendi. So that sounds crazy to me, but they're, mm. they're, they're by the next time we do a show, the Santander is going to be rostered in more leagues. Yeah, Santander where, did move up a good amount in my ranks this week. Uh, uh, Top 75 outfielder for me, top borderline top 250 overall. That means he's a roster-worthy player in ESPN leagues. I don't think he's quite there yet, but good good name to bring up. So the most added player, most added hitter in ESPN standard leagues, you wrote about in your three pickups column. It's Dylan Moore of Seattle. Tell us why you like him, and would you, would you add Dylan Moore and drop Benintendi right now? 
Oh, wow. I, I like that. Because, yeah, you need the stats today, and he's providing them at a high level. Dylan Moore has, by the adjustments he's made, locked down effectively the number two spot in the Seattle Mariners lineup, which is a great opportunity. We know we talk a lot about hitting high in the lineups. He's also made the adjustment that he's trying to put the ball in the air more. He is sacrificing batting average to go for power, and it's working. And it's working in a ballpark you wouldn't expect to do that. And in addition, the Mariners are creative. They move him around. So he's shortstop and outfield right now, but he's made starts at first and third. There's a chance he's a a quadruple eligible player about two weeks from now. And, you know, Sandals lineup, I don't think it's all that bad. I don't care where where they rank right now and run scored. I look at that lineup, I see a lot of intriguing pieces. I want to see what they do. Dylan Moore, J.P. Crawford, I think Evan White will hit. You also wrote about Antonio Sanzatelli. He pitched early Wednesday afternoon in a – in a 20-run game here between Arizona and Colorado. I mean, he gave up five runs in six innings, but watching him, he didn't look all that bad. Like, he was kind of cruising until his last inning. Why do you like Sensatella? And is it time for us? I keep talking about Kyle Freeland. I don't know what people were waiting for, but he looked great on Tuesday. The Colorado pitchers look okay right then, right now, don't they? Yep. I'm trying to remember where I would have written it. Where did I write it? <laughs> in the three pickups column, I thought you did. No, Sensatella wasn't one of the three. I... I I have noticed what Colorado is doing, and it includes performance, successful performance at Coors Field, which if I'm mentioning the fact that this time of year, you don't want pitchers in Coors Field, especially because of the temperatures, it's a little surprising what they are doing. Um, In his case, much better control. That's something that's definitely going to work well for him. But the issue I have is it's still 7.4 Ks per nine. He's got to miss more bats before I'm on board. All right, let's take the carousel now with the closers. You have a song to sing for this one? <laughs> Oceans rise, closers fall. Um, this is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just keeps getting worse. And now I ask you, do the San Diego Padres have two top 10 fantasy relief pitchers? Ooh, wow. I like that. Good call. You know what I'm, I'm getting at. I know what you're getting at. You're, you know what's really weird? I'm the one who's usually on board with this, and you're no way, no how. I, I find it very curious you're on board with this. Closer is not a, a firmed-up position in the top 10. There is space for Pomerantz, and I did move him definitively into my top 20 relief pitchers. I think he might have been 15th overall. I, I, could bite, I could bite here. The reasons why this season, more than any, half the teams do not have set closers or they're going in committees and there's a mess. The other reason is I think San Diego is going to win 35 games here and give Kirby Yates and Pomerantz perhaps double-digit saves. And, you know, it's possible they might both be in the top 10 for saves. Now, Kirby Yates is not feeling 100%. I don't know what's wrong with them. They haven't really said. Hopefully it's not the virus. But Pomerantz, he got a one-out save on Tuesday. He looks really good, not giving up anything. I think you can make the case here that Pomerantz is like Josh Hader was a couple years ago when he was only getting some saves. Pomerantz is that good. It could be very well be the 86 Mets bullpen all over again, as you said. Two guys who nearly evenly divide the saves. And frankly, they have a third guy in Emilio Pagan who could get involved in the mix. If they wanted to go committee, they could have a pretty gosh darn lights out committee. So Toronto has this guy, this right-hander named Jordan Romano, who in eight innings and eight appearances has allowed nary a base hit. Now, obviously, that can't continue. But if Anthony Bass is next out and goes poorly, or we get bad news on Ken Giles, who, by the way, is not out for the season. So I'll ask you this. Most valuable Toronto relief pitcher the rest of this season, is it Romano, Bass, or Giles? <laughs> and I rank 
Giles the highest, if I recall, not by much over Bassa, not by much over Romano. I'm a very big Jordan Romano fan. And the only reason I wouldn't give you Romano as the answer here is I'm not so sure they want to push him into that spot, knowing that Giles is supposed to come back at some point soon. Why put the young guy in that spot? Really like his stuff, though. A very intriguing youngster and definitely one who can help in the area whip and case at the, the, the bare minimum. Right, a starting pitcher in the minors who picked up a lot of velocity, really only a two-pitch guy. That's why he works in the bullpen. But I don't know when Giles is coming back. Anthony Bass really isn't all that good, and Romano might be. So this is a situation to watch. I mean, Romano's getting picked up in my deeper mixed leagues. Um, Ralph Montero, you wrote about in your piece Tuesday. He looks fantastic. I can't uh, Hector, believe he's out there in 85% of leagues. Which is crazy. Um, Hector Neros will probably get on the most drop list after what happened to him too. Is they don't do that. He's literally the only Phillies pitcher in the bullpen. I think that can get a save there. Um, you know, another interesting situation is Houston where they're saying Roberto Osuna is not done for the season. He may not have the Tommy John surgery because obviously if he had it today, he would miss all of 2021 anyway. So the Astros thinking is maybe he can be back in three or four weeks like Verlander and they can still use him in the playoffs. Ryan Presley does not look good. He's giving up a lot of hits. They have nobody else. Presley is like Hector Neris. It doesn't matter how bad they are. There's nobody else to save games in that bullpen. But I don't think Presley looks like a top 10 closer to me. And you don't want me to make my bad TLC puns here with Mr. Andre Scrubs. Uh, could could be a factor. Blake Taylor could be a factor, at least in the short term. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's very much up for grabs. Uh, the tough part for me in the rankings um, process today was not immediately assuming that a Houston closer is a top 10 fantasy option. And I did push Presley down. I did not give the Astros relievers all that great ranking treatment. Let's talk about the schedule now. ESPN has the Phillies and the Orioles in the afternoon on Thursday afternoon. Tom Eshelman and Jake Arrieta. So a friend of ours texted me and said, uh, do you believe in Jake Arrieta now? Because his last outing was pretty good. It was six shutout innings. And I wrote back, no, I, I don't. but." Do you believe? I believe more in Bundy than Arietta today. <laughs> Do you? Would you rather roster Dylan Bundy or Austin Voth, who you wrote about uh, on Tuesday? Both. Austin Voth. I even wrote about the pronunciation. Um, Bundy. Okay. So Voth is facing the Mets in the afternoon game, or in the first game of the day on Thursday. A very light schedule on Thursday. Uh, you'll notice that there's no doubleheader between the Cardinals and the Tigers. How long can they keep? I mean, obviously, they're doing the right thing here, but how long can they keep going without the Cardinals playing? I mean, this is just kind of ridiculous at this point. I, well, at least I, I the mean, news lately was positive that they that they didn't have negative tests today. Should play Friday. Should play Friday, but the Cardinals even aren't even going with Jack Flaherty this weekend, right? Yeah, I told you, I, I it's not a huge red flag, but there's a flag up about the fact that they are worried about Flaherty being thrown back in there after this much time off. That bothers me. It's like, I, I, if I were going to write about this, I would say you have to keep rostering Goldschmidt and Flaherty. But any other Car- See, but moving forward, the Cardinals should be fine. It's another team that would have something happen. I don't know. I, how many Cardinals even have to be rostered in the first place? I mean, you've waited this long. You probably gave up on Paul DeYoung and Dexter Fowler if you had him, or you shouldn't be rostering Adam Wainwright anyway. Enough of the, I, I, I'm tired of waiting for the Cardinals to come back. Um on Friday, also, Washington-Baltimore series. Strasburg is on the mound for Washington. Uh, you feeling good about Strasburg and Scherzer or not really? Not as good as I did in years past, but I still feel pretty confident. Confident enough that I, I don't, I'm not going to inspire a panic here. 
but they're not locked in top five candidates. Um, what else? So Boston, New York this weekend, that's the Sunday night game on ESPN, the Red Sox, Yankees, no big shock there. And, um, it looks like it's, oh boy, Martin Perez and Jay Happ is the Sunday night matchup. So tune in to see some runs scored, but there are several Yankees, Tristan, that aren't producing a whole lot of runs. We talked about Gary Sanchez and Glaber Torres on our last show, but it's not just them. It's Brett Gardner too. Um, and they have like half a lineup right now going on. At what point, I'm not saying you should be worried about Sanchez or Torres, but at what point will you? <laughs> Torres will bother me sooner than Sanchez because he doesn't fit the wildly streaky profile that Sanchez does. So I'd say we're looking at about a week's time for Torres. Uh, for, for, well, I probably am already, I'm already a little bit alarmed by Sanchez. I actually thought about taking Sanchez out of my number two spot. I feel like Rundahl might be a very clearly num- a better number two catcher. I think Sanchez might make a case to be three, four, five at that position. I'm pretty sure I already had had uh, Sanchez three before the season, and this is why, Tristan. I know you're not a fan. I know. Well, I'm not a fan because at his best, I think he could hit 250, and he's hitting 093 right now. Like he's not even making contact at all, he's, and had more. He's still the best power hitting catcher out there. Okay, but he's not hitting anything. You're, He's got right. four hits. Yep, you're right. All right. Anyway, Phillies, Phillies can't even beat the Orioles right now. Um, so what am I saying? I mean, the Yankees, Phillies aren't making the playoffs. Yankees obviously should. Um, what else is going on in baseball right now? Anything that we need to discuss? Miami is scoring a lot of runs in this game in Buffalo. How about this? By the way, yeah, that, that we, we kind of glossed over. It was the first Solon Field game yesterday and bad, right. bad on that. Like the Marlins, the Marlins are sneaking out some, some wins here. I mean, yeah, granted, it didn't go out that way for them yesterday, but they're scoring runs. They're staying competitive. They are, and I still maintain the only Marlin you really have to roster right now is Jonathan Villar, and he's batting two thirteen. He still has third base so far in this game. I just don't think Jesus Aguilar or Dickerson or Brian Anderson, I guess you can make a case for. He had a three-run homer today. He's over 300, 400, 600 slugging, so he looks pretty good. Brian Anderson should be rostered. He's in the top 200. Um, wow, Nate Pearson got lit up and four walks against one strikeout. Yep. Half his pitches were not strikes. This is a problem because we love Nate Pearson, yep. and this is not exactly a strong, deep lineup that took him to the shed. What are you doing with that? Are you dropping Nate Pearson after this, or are you being patient? No, I'd be patient, but this is alarming, and it does highlight the downsides of Nate Pearson. Electric stuff, but sometimes cannot command it. Also on Sunday, an early ESPN game at 1 o'clock, Adam Plutko is the Cleveland fill-in for Mike Clevenger against Michael Fulmer. Interested probably. In either, probably. Was, probably? Well, about the Mike Clevenger and, and Zach Plesak thing. I don't think they're pitching this weekend. I, I don't, don't either. I don't either. But, I'm, I mean, we don't know what their story is with those two because they are quarantined currently. I mean, that did happen, I believe, since the last show. How selfish are these guys? My God. Well, Clevenger happened since the last show. Clevenger is worse than Do- than worse than uh, Plesak because he lied basically nope, to his no team. No question, I agree one hundred percent. And you know, good on the Indians. But I assume they don't do it Martin. again. I assume they don't do it again, right? So, but yeah, um, it's quite in that game. Yeah, I, I got to ask you about Randy Dobnak because you know he basically he's pitched like ten times in the majors so far. Thirteen times he has pitched since getting the call last season. Independently, guy. And he has yet to give up more than two earned runs in any of his outings. Yeah. And he's not throwing hard, and he's not a strikeout guy. It's like a six and a half K per nine. So I know what I think I think I know what you're gonna say. But at some point, like, 
Like, Mike Soroka's not a big strikeout guy either. I mean, Randy Dalbach does not have the history of Soroka. wasn't a top pick. But what will it take for us to believe that Randy Dobnak could be a top even 50 fantasy starter? Missing more bats, gaining velocity. One of the two, preferably both. Probably not going to happen in either case. This likens to the, the old Doug Fister breakthroughs where it's elite control and a pretty heavy ground ball rate. It's 59% in the major league so far. But the problem I have with him is the stuff is not good enough to miss bats. Hard contact rate is 43% of the major leagues. That is problematic. He's going to regress a little bit. But, uh, but you're right. He's been, he's been good. I'm just saying, like, if we're having this discussion next February and Randy Dobnak makes 10 starts this season and his ERA is 250, we have to consider ranking Randy Dobnak at some point. You know. No question, because he will be in the rotation, and very likely he will have made another adjustment to give him staying power. Okay. You're right. Yeah, and he could do that. All right. Um, anything else we need to watch for this weekend? Let me just look briefly at the most out of drop list. So I mentioned Dylan Moore and Santana. I love Isaiah Kiner Falefa, and I saw him on TV the other day. Such a nice look, a nice guy. Just seems like so much. He's like, now that I don't have to play catcher, I can hit. Basically, that's what he said. Like if if I if I if Gary Sanchez Tristan became the Yankees everyday DH or first baseman, okay, maybe he would at two seventy five. Maybe he would be fine. I wonder, like at some point, is it just catching is the problem anyway? Kiner Falefa still stealing bases. Love him. Mitch Moreland hitting for power. Renato Nunez is looking good. These are the most added batters. Uh, the most added pitchers right now. Sanzatella, Dobnak, Chris Bassett of Oakland is now up to seventy seven percent rostered. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer Turnbull, who both you and I saw something in last year's numbers, and we didn't we, we didn't look at his one loss record. We just thought, man, there's something there. Why is Sorok on the most added list? That can't be right. Um, so uh, let's move on. Is. I guess, but that seems like an awful lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, that is the schedule look there, and now let's get uh, Kyle back in here and see if there's any hash browns. I'm sure there's some good questions, and then. This ridiculous trivia question of yours, and see if we can answer Why that. Are I mean, all ridiculous trivia questions. Oh, I could, like, when you ask a trivia question that I could know, like one that, like you know, like the all-time Detroit Tigers home run hitters, that's something I could legitimately guess. At some all point right, I all right. I, I'm but like kidding. a cycle and a and a combo <laughs> meal. By the way, there was one combo meal since our last show. I don't think it was any today on Wednesday. And it was Austin Slater. Any interest in Austin Slater, the Giants outfitter? I don't really. That could be. He could be a playing time kind of guy. NL only. We we should discuss him. Austin Slater or Austin Hayes? Hayes. Why are you saying that, Tristan? Austin Hayes does not make enough contact. That home run he hit on Tuesday was a line drive that the center fielder tripped over his feet. Like anyway, I I don't want to get too into. I don't think that the skills are far off in terms of like the the overall raw talent and what it could do for rotisserie numbers. But I'll take the ballpark Camden Yards over Oracle seven days a week. All right, Kyle, come back, please. Hash Browns, what do you got? I got you. I got you. James wants to know if he can give up on any of the following, and if not, when is it okay to give up on him? He's got Rizzo, Altuve, and Torres. You touched on Torres a little bit already. Oh, I don't. I mean. Even if I write the blog saying I'm concerned about Glaber Torres because all he does is hit Baltimore, you can't drop him. These are top fi- – all, all three are top 50 players. I will say this about Rizzo, who did homer today, of course. Um, like, I compared Luke Voigt to Rizzo in my blog in a good way for Luke Voigt, not in a bad way for Rizzo. But, I mean, Torres could do this for three more weeks, and I don't think I would drop him. Is that fair? 
I mean, at some point, are we going to drop Labor Torres if he's still hitting 150? If it impacts his role, which means they drop him a ninth every day and they sit him on occasion and start playing Tyler Wade over him, for example, then that has an impact. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, I'm locked in. I'm going down with the ship with these three. But if you ranked, I mean, like, I still think Altuve will hit. I'm not buying any of this Houston stuff where, you know, they stole the signs and that's why he's not playing well. That, that, that means nothing to me. Um, it's not proof of anything. I would rank them Altuve first. Um, Rizzo, se- yeah, I think Rizzo second. If I was redoing my rankings, Torres would drop to like round six now. Something's there. I'm pretty something spot there. on with you there. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm almost spot on with your rank there. All right. Bill wants to know if you're buying what you saw from Justice Sheffield on Sunday. It was six shutout innings against the Rockies with seven strikeouts and no walks. Oh, Justice Sheffield, who the uh, the young Seattle lefty who. Still, his ERA is high, right? Isn't he still walking people? Um, that was a good outing against Colorado. The other two weren't so good. Um, yeah, he, he didn't walk anybody against the Rockies in his home park. But, no, I can't go there yet. I mean, like, I don't think – I mean, Marco Gonzalez to me is a borderline roster in a, in a you know, deeper league, a 12 or 15. I, I don't think I'm interested in Sheffield yet. But are you? Are you interested in Sheffield? I mean, he was a Yankee prospect. And um, – you know, they needed pitchers and they had no interest in keeping them around, it seemed like. I thought he was an overrated Yankee prospect. I really thought he was going to be a, a relief specialist. I thought the stuff played at that and he might have been an elite one, but I did not see him being a starter. R- red flags here. Over 10% walk rate. His ground ball rate has declined more than 10% this year. I know, small sample, yes, but these are problems. He's given up more than 50% hard contact and his velocity's down. But he, he might be a really nice guy, Tristan. So I, you're saying all these mean things about him, and he, like he, there he might was, be really nice. There was there were some positive things said about him during spring training and during summer camp, and I saw some of the hints that he could be better, but I, I don't see it yet. <laughs> Do you? Think, Kyle, Tristan just totally missed what I said there. I know. He totally glossed over it. No, he <laughs> he's a nice guy. guy. I know he's a nice guy. I'll go give him a handshake. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's, I... I agree, I agree at this point. I mean, I think if you want to, if you want to, Marco Gonzalez, maybe you know, <laughs> no other Mariners, and and no, and none of their bullpen either. Taylor Williams might be their closer, but I'm not. I'm no, not Taiwan in. Walker, huh? Are you? Like, I mean, I'm interested. I'm I'm interested. It's Marco I'm probably, I'm Taiwan and Walker. I'm more interested in Walker than I am Sheffield. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you mentioned Gonzalez. Gonzalez got a decent enough rank by me. Taiwan was a little behind him. Sheffield was a little behind that. There were low ranks, but. I mean, Walker has one good outing so far out of three. Um, it was a really good outing, though. Yeah. But I, I. No, I can't. I can't do it. All right. What's next? Show wants to know what you think of the Japanese imports. Neither is hitting over 250 this season, and both come with quite a bit of strikeout downside. I had noticed that. Yeah, I, I man, I, I hate to think, I, I hate to just put all the players that come over together and say they're all going to struggle. But Tutsugo, I was really, I, I, both of them, I was really convinced they would both do well. Now, Tutsugo is walking. And actually, his strikeout rate's not that high. Um, so I want to give him more time. Um, what is it about him? Is he, has it been, let, no, it's not even against the. He's seeing very few pitches in the strike zone. He, this is all against right-handed pitching where he's struggling. He actually is like he's batting fine against lefties so far, but against righties, he's not no extra base hits. So, but I think it's a little bit early, like 
to give up on these. I, obviously, maybe it's not too early because if they're not going to play regularly, both lefty hitters, both have some power. Uh, Akiyama is supposed to steal some bases. Um, he's not walking as much. Reds have a lot of guys and still no Aquino. I, I, I'd like to wait. In an NL only, I, or in an NL or AL only, I wait a little bit longer. Because I still think they both just need to see a, bit, a little bit more. Remember, they didn't have a normal spring training either. So mm-hmm. I'd like to be a little bit more fair to these guys. That's all. You know, that's a good point. They did not have a full spring training. And I wonder whether that's influencing the numbers here. Because typically, you do see the imports get off to a reasonably good start. And by the way, if I'm picking between these, Akiyama's the one who deserves more criticism. He has had a golden yeah. opportunity in schedule so far. Yeah, I think the one I'd rather roster would be Tsutsugo. But um, it's hard to say either one of them right now is a top 50 fantasy outfielder. Like, if you, like you should be picking up Dylan Moore instead. Um, I think you should – I mean, uh, Will Myers you should pick up. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jacoby Jones, are we going that far down the list? Jacoby Jones over either of these guys? I mean, Verdugo for sure. I like Alex Verdugo. I told you that oh, three yeah. weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Verdugo's a hitter, and he's batting leadoff now that Benintendi's done. So um, – but if it's Austin Hayes, Austin Slater, or Akiyama or Tsutsugo, I'm not sure any of them make my top 50 outfitters right now. So. I don't think any of them made mine, and that would be a tough one to pick the first. Yeah, I, I mean, would give Tsutsugo more time. I would. I would, too. I would give him more time. I like him more. Okay, next. All right, last question comes from Jake. He wants some buy-low pitching candidates early in the season. <laughs> I mean, I got to look at your rankings and see who's off to a bad start. Because, I mean, that's essentially what this is about. I mean, who is off to a bad start? And I, can we call Bumgarner a buy low? No. Why? Not, I won't buy low on an injury, guys. It doesn't fit the definition for me. Okay. Um, so it's got to be somebody who's health. So it's not Morton or, or, or Bumgarner or Strasburg, I guess. I would, uh, if Morton is available as a buy low, I would make the exception there. I would go and, and get Morton. So Mike Miner's last outing was four shutout innings. Are you buying low there? Yes, I think I think people are alarmed by the poor outing in San Fran and the limited pitch count. Okay, uh, Matthew Boyd, that was a bad outing again today. I'm not sure I'm buying low anymore. I, I'm not either. He didn't look good today. He's look, he's given up he too much contract. They gave him a big lead, and then he still couldn't get anybody out. And uh-huh. it's like. No, I'm not there. I think you have to buy low on Jose Barrios. He's healthy as far as we know. Just not pitching well. Um, I, I agree Weaver? with that. Barrios is a good is a good nomination here. Yeah, Barrios <laughs> fits the definition of a, of a buy low pitcher. What about uh, your boy Luke Weaver? You buy that was another bad outing today, wasn't it? it was and cores. We forgive the cores part of it, but we discussed Luke Weaver in the last show, and I am alarmed. And I had mentioned that I can't even be confident to start him in the next one. And that was before today, and I'm definitely not now. So how long exactly are we waiting? I, I don't think that's the, the premium by low. Um, what about Sean Manaya? Yeah, that, that would fit. Although, last I looked at his numbers, there was something in there that had me really concerned. It I, wasn't. Yeah, the, 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 the lack of Ks is a problem. Well, it's 13 and 15 innings, so that's a little. But his last outing was only one. Like, he faced the Angels the other day. And, you know, seven hits, eight outs, three walks. What's up with that? I mean, like, like we need Manai, we need Zach Wheeler to miss some bats. And, like, he's just not doing it. And he's facing teams he should be missing bats for. But Manaya is not even going deep in it. He hasn't gone five innings in any of his four starts. I've definitely got one. And it's another injury tie. How about Joe Musgrove? I was going to say that, but you said no injuries. Um, but he's 
scheduled to return this weekend if all goes well. And I still think all of the positives that surrounded Musgrove are still present. And no one wants a pirate player right now. I don't want Josh Bell. I like. I don't want any Brian Reynolds, Burt Reynolds. I don't. I don't want. I don't, I don't want Kano or Kayla. You're right. I don't want any Pirates right now. But they're not this bad either. Um, Musgrove's first two starts were fine, other than the multi homers in each game. He had 15 strikeouts in his first 11 and a third. Last outing at Minnesota went predictably poor. A lot of walks. But yeah, I would say as long as this triceps inflammation is no big deal. Yeah, that's a guy you would want to pick up and stash. Would you rather pick up and stash Musgrove or Bumgarner? Musgrove. So you're just out on Bumgarner right now. Well, I mean. Because Musgrove's not even a top 40 starter. To give you the number, he's 57th among starting pitchers for me. There's a real injury problem at this position overall. I didn't feel great about having him that high. I wanted to push him down closer to 70 or 75. So I'm kind of giving the, the experience the benefit of the doubt there. That's fair. That's fair, but I I kind of like I Barrios fits the definition. Musk, but I who's dropping Barrios? I don't, I don't, let me look and see. I mean, probably are people dropping Barrios. Well, the bylaw to me is you're on, on Barrios. No. He was drafted at twenty to twenty five overall at starting pitcher. If somebody's trading for the equivalent value of a thirty to thirty five, that's a bylaw. That makes sense. He and Wheeler would fit that for me. Okay. Um, I guess that's all for the uh, the, tri- the uh, hash browns. So, what's, what was your trivia? The question? trivia. The trivia question was. Who is the Philly Fanatics' nephew? <laughs> See, I gave you a question you can answer. I hope he doesn't have a nephew. I don't think he's ever. Uh, I don't want to get. Oh, he does have a nephew. I saw. Not, I was there. Not, not it's not gritty. <laughs> no, it's, I wish it was gritty. I've warmed to gritty. I was wrong on gritty. I'm sorry. How could you not have warmed to him? We're friends, and you didn't warm to gritty right away. That, I loved him right away, like that a child. Introductory video that he did where he skates in and he does like loved the belly it. thing. I was freaked loved out. <laughs> All right, so these are players, active players that have hit for a cycle and had a combo meal home there run on the same game. Three players who have had a combo meal and a cycle in the same game. Two are left-handed. One is right-handed. Uh, I could give you a hint if you like for the one of the lefties uh, played a game in Solon Field yesterday and today. Kevin Biggio. Kevin did it Biggio. Last year. Yes. Yeah. I remember wow. that game. The most recent cycle. Nicely done. All right. So there's still a lefty and a righty. Yes. Um, well, I'm trying to think of guys who've hit, who've had combo meals. Trey Turner? No, but that is a very good guess. Altuve? No. And I'm not saying that's a bad guess. I'm just not going to no, celebrate okay. it like, like Trey Turner. I wasn't taking any sort of way. Uh, I mean, it's impossibly hard. I mean, it's not, it's obviously not Mondesi. I'm trying to think of guys who run. Hmm? Like a Whit Merrifield type, bunch of hits, some speed. Uh, You need to think really obvious, and then you need to think less obvious, but a points league darling. Really obvious, like a Cunha? Really obvious, and someone here is really happy with the many shares he recommended and got of this player. It's not Joey Votto. Nope. No. Shares I've recommended in this player? No, that I have, and you definitely haven't. <laughs> you left him for me. <laughs> I want to say Elvis Andrews just for the shtick. Obvious. Obvious guy. Obvious guy. Like a really, really obvious guy. <laughs> like Bellinger? I mean, like Trout? Mike Trout. 
Mike, Mike Trout's the right-handed hitter he did in 2013. The left-handed hitter is a points league darling. He is left-handed and he plays in the American League West. A points league darling that plays in the American League West. Perennially underrated player. He has a pretty sizable, lengthy contract. He's supposed to be a DH. <laughs> I'm a little allergic right now. Shin Su Chu. <laughs> Shin Su Chu is correct. Oh, Shin Su Chu. Oh, my I was lost, but that last hint gave it away. <laughs> yeah. All right. That that's a, that we're ending on that. That's ridiculous. That. Yeah. No. That that was a good trivia question. I guess I, it's hard. I, I like mean, track could be the answer to every trivia question. So that's one thing. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, Pizio. Even yeah, I got Pizio. That's a good one. That was last year. All right, we're done for today. Thank you so much for listening to our little fantasy-focused baseball show. Next show on the schedule for Sunday night, and it'll be posted on Monday morning. So please, for everybody, for Kyle Sapi, Tristan H. Cockroft, and Kevin Bijo, I'm Eric Carabell. Have an awesome weekend.